how much it costs to look as cheap as she does. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to say how hard, h hard it is to look as confident as that sometimes too. <laughs> Humanity's hope. I want to read you the perfect sermon. And it's only 2,500 years old. And doing a little research into this sermon, you'll find that it was written probably by one of the more significant people of the royal court of the kingdom of, 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 of Israel in Jerusalem. Don't know who it was. There's some clues. No name is ever mentioned. But it's someone who was a philosopher and a thoughtful person and probably hopefully had some age on him because there's a lot of wisdom. It's included in the Old Testament of the Jewish Bible. And, of course, the Christians took it on to put it into a whole uh, Bible in the Old Testament and added to the New Testament of Jesus and Paul's teachings. But let's, let's listen to it a minute. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that is what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from all his toil? I've seen the business that God has given the sons of men to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's mind and yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Also, that is in God's gift to man, that everyone should eat, drink, and take pleasure in all his toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added or nothing taken away. God has made it so, and that other men should fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is, is to be already has been. And God seeks that which is driven away. Peggy and I caught To Kill a Mockingbird the other night. And To Kill a Mockingbird, that movie came out in 62. Her book, I don't think, was published till 1960, so it's not an old, old book. Not one out of the 50s or 40s. A little background on To Kill a Mockingbird, it's a lot of uh, hope for idealized fantasy about some good people in the South. She had to fudge it a little bit. The story I read that she took it to her publisher and, the public, and she had it pretty straight. She had a little bit more compromise, a little bit more reality that it was pretty hard. Um, um, Atticus was not the great hero. He was more of a nuanced character. But we go with Gone with the Wind and we go, uh, as I did, I, I mean, uh, to kill a mockingbird. But as a kid, I'm going, 
some, some hope in the South, some pride about the South, that there are a few folks down there that saw the differences and saw it. It just seems that we cannot deal with the rawness that life presents to us. That many times we just cannot spend a bit of openness to see how mean people can be to one another. It insults our hearts and it, and it, and it taxes our minds sometimes. So what is humanity's hope? Can you imagine what Francis David would say to us today if he walked in, I hope he'd be in his robes, you know, looking pretty uh, 15th century, you know, probably smelled pretty bad because they didn't bathe much. And he'd come on, and some of us smelled, no, 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 bad joke, bad joke. What would he think of the building? What would he think of us? What would he think of what we talked about? Could he even conceive of how much time and how much changes have been made in the 500 years since he lived? Consider this. We were bequeathed with an opposing thumb and the ability to make language. That makes us, as an animal, most unique. We have this movable thumb, which makes us a tr tremendous tool maker, and we have the ability to speak, create language, to be able to communicate, to build alliances, to be with one another, to talk to one another, to try to understand one another. And behind all of these two, behind these two things are the creative the mind that we have. We were gifted through this. And this goes back how many thousands of years we have progressed, moving forward. 400 years ago, human slavery was acceptable, even condoned, even supervised, even made sanitary by the powers of the church. Religion took it as a granted thing. Awful. Human slavery. Accepted. Okay. Excuses for it. Humanity has come a tremendous way in understanding what hope looked like, what hope could be. We're in the midst of a short period of time in our own lives where things are so disappointing. Politics is just awful. We can't find any idealism. I'd love to have a, a Kill a Mockingbird story right now that I could uh, be, uh, aspire to believe and, and have as an inspiration to move forward and make choices with and to guide me and bless me in what I do. So what's the humanity? Well, where's the hope, though? You're not, you're not getting there. You're just sort of fuddling around in the water. Love is the opportunity to respect and regard that which is other the same way we respect and regard ourselves. It's going back to the old golden rule, the notion of empathy. I see you. I recognize you as a human being. I respect and regard you as a human being. What I think for you, what I hope for you, what I will act towards you is what I would want done to myself. Yeah, but I'm queer. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, I really think I'm, I, I'm a female inside. I think I need to be transgender. I think I need to be something else. No matter what you bring up in the love relationship, if it be genuine, it be okay. Because there has to be an integrity and honesty that serves one another in this, in this love dynamic. Love is the opportunity to stretch a soul to regard and respect and approve, approve of the other. Now, there are rules that we cannot break as, one, as, as lovers. We cannot act capriciously. We cannot act to deceive. We cannot act to be cruel. Tough love requires us to be honest. I think you're in a dangerous position if you go to work and tell everybody you're gay. Do I think you ought to do that? I, I, I'm with you. I'll stand here beside you. 
See, the idea of us judging others because of life choices they have to make is us being little. Is us denying our sainthood. Is us denying our quality, our, our character. Us denying that we could be big, broad, and inclu- inclusive in our relationship one to another. I watch things, I listen to things, I be with people, and I hear some of the atrocities that others of us do to one another. Whether it be in a so-called love relationship, where the sexual dynamic is, is used as a bludgeon, where blood and, and, and hurt are inflicted on one another because of some ego need of the other. That is not an acceptable way to behave one to another. And when we hurt others in covenant relationships, we have to deal with that. We have to be open, and we have to be loving and trying to make that right if we can. Where is humanity's hope? Humanity's hope rests in the struggle of good people trying to do the best they can with what life gives them. Consider what your parents had to endure. Consider what their parents had to endure. I really think a sense of history can give us a sense of hope because life has come a long way. (laughs) <laughs> Peggy and I have been catching up on the, the Crown again, the first series. The new one starts today with a new, new actress for Queen Elizabeth. One of the powerful things I took away from the first two series of the Crown on TV is how England and how those people who were supposed to be in authority had to deal with the changing of the world because the British Empire was gone. It was gone or out the door. The, the, barn was, the horse was nearly out of the barn for British colonialism. Because these countries in Africa, the countries in the Middle East, were going for their own freedom. We're only 50, 60, 80 years from that. And with all that has happened, and, 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 and the point I'm making is time is the precious gift. Time, there's a time for all things. The British Empire was gone. Those people had to deal with it. You cannot stall the past by denying its, 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 its passing. You have to look toward the future. Today, we have to look toward what's going to happen after all this violence. What's going to be here 100 years from now? What's going to be here 50 years from now? What's the world going to look like? We won't be able to see it in this room. But my hunch is we will have worked through a lot of the silliness about fanatical religion. I think that will have moved through both the Western Hemisphere and the Middle East because it's based on violence. And you do, do not endure as a civilization based on violence. Violence of the spirit or violence of the body. It will not endure. People will not live. Life tends toward life. And all the pain we have now as human beings, both individually and as a corporate, as a community, is because life is changing on us so bad. It, it, it's bringing so much stuff to us. It's hurtful for us to deal with it. We can't we find it very hard to cope with. Because we look around and we see the abuses of power, we see the exploitation of greed, we see the use of violence everywhere, we shoot our children at, at will and we offer prayers. And our kids, our kids in our schools today and our teachers and all those who are doing the work for our community and for, for our, 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 our nation are in, in harm's way, not only in a foreign land, because we're trying to perpetrate some policy that we're not sure what it is anyway, to driving down the street for road, road rage because the world is so out of, uh, out of bounds. To be agents of love, 
To be agents of care, to be agents of patience is our calling. We're not, I, I don't think religion is about bringing a savior for people for, so you can feel better for a while and get your own little piece of heaven for a few minutes to be, I think you're okay. I think you ought to find a little bit of heaven right now because you are okay. You're given the power of, of, of being concerned and being pissed off. And that's a vital power because that means you're in touch with what can be good, what can be right, what can be hopeful. Our dis-ease, our, our, our discomfort with politics, with the economy, with, with cultures, is our indication that we know there's something better, there's something possible, there's a different way to do it. Oh, don't you just a silly idealist. It's never been that way. People always abuse people, misuse people. Yeah, how's that, how's, how's that working, by the way? Looking pretty good, ain't it? We got all the technology in the world. We have the power to put a, put a 32-year-old black woman who had died heart in my chest and have me back for 10 years talking to you where I should have been dead. Our technology did that. A heart transplant, I'm a model of it. So yes, I'm in praise of all that we've accomplished. My goodness. But what did we build the atomic bomb for? What do we have nuclear power for? Believe it or not, I laid last night thinking about that. What, what, what are we using it for? I, I think we've quit using it for, for electrical power, haven't we? And it's sort of compromise. We're scared of it. So we've proven that we can be God. We've proven that we can create the greatest destruction, destructive device in the world, and we prove we'll use it for need for military, political, policy making. When we cheapen people that are different, well, they were just Japanese. I mean, who cares, right? I mean, they're subhuman, right? Like monkeys. Our ancestors, our good patriotic ancestors, got in in involved in that propaganda and that lying. We lied to ourselves. We sent our people away. We built the greatest destructive machine in the world, not for the glory, not for the glory of God, for the possibility of health care, for the possibility of improvement, uh, uh, eradicating poverty, of, of ending cancer. We did it to destroy someone over an ideology because they were like mad dogs trying to take over the world. We got a lot of growing to do. But we're not in the 15th century. We're not putting a man in a dungeon, putting him in a prison and walking away from him because he thinks like, doesn't think like that. We're a little bit farther down the road, most places in there. There's probably a little bit of that left in the world. We probably see a little bit of that. Humanity's hope. Humanity's hope is our discontent. Humanity's hope is our rejection of the status quo. Humanity's hope is our rejection of politicians who lie to us and act like we don't know what's what. Humanity's hope is us seeing in another person a precious life. No matter their color, no matter what they think of themselves, no matter how they're shaped, no matter where they're from. Is that too much to ask, though? It's what has to be asked. Bomb making doesn't do anything but destroy everything. Hate doesn't do anything but separate us one from another and starve us for that thing we need most, which is affirmation, uplift, and help in being a human being we can be. We've got Thanksgiving coming. We've got the holidays coming. We've got all the ought-to-be days. Oh, ought to feel better. Ought to be thankful. Ought to be thankful. I'm so gifted. What's the best present I can give somebody to tell them I love them? 
How can I avoid walking through that door of that dreaded thing that's coming my way? I got love is respect and regard for another. Empathy for who they are and how they and how they have to be in the world. And a pat on their shoulder and a smile and a look in their eyes and say, I'm with you. We're passing through together. There's no isolation when there's love. There's hope when there's love. And that's the hope that he managed to have. Stay mad. Stay ticked off. Stay troubled. And stay awake. we got a chance.